The Art of Extremism. Let's talk about it on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pushback. I'm Dr. Johnny, and we're going to talk again this week about cultural issues, the things that affect each and every one of us every single day, and the importance of understanding who we are in that culture. We as ambassadors of Christ, we are the ones that actually represent heaven here on this earth. So not only should we care about culture, we need to understand that we impact culture. And we actually set the culture, which is the one thing in this world that excites me so much because the Lord, I believe, has just given us a, a mandate and a calling. And, and there's such a drive in my heart and I hopefully in your heart as well. And if I've stirred you up over the last several, um, well, over two years of podcasting, then I've done my job because we want to start thinking culturally. You know, the definition of culture is the sum total ways of living passed down from generation to generation. And if we're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back because we aren't, um, we aren't weak victims that just roll with the culture. No, we actually set the culture. So I just want to remind you how important you are, how important your family is in the role of culture. This podcast is entitled The Art of Extremism. You know, it doesn't take long before, uh, you know, you start listening to some of these, what we call talking head shows, kind of the, 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 the pundits that speak and give their opinion and the, the experts and, and the Democrats versus the Republicans and, and the liberals versus the conservatives and, and each side accusing the other of being extremists. And we hear this term being thrown around. But I believe it's a much more sinister term than we even think, uh, because I believe that there can be actually a strategy or an art of extremism. And I believe that it is intentional, and I believe that it is sinister in nature. And I want to give you some examples in this podcast and some things just even out of the current headlines, which make me feel this way. And it's so important, I believe one of the roles that I carry in this podcast is to enlighten or bring light to some of these things that are happening in culture so that we're aware, so that we know how to talk about it, so that we do talk about it and have the words to say and the insight to realize when it's happening. So those who support extreme positions, I believe it's 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 a a way to propagate a a program or an agenda but it's also a way that i believe that personally people choose or strategize to feel better about themselves because really at the end of the day whenever we talk about anything culturally or morally um or 
relationally. It really has to do with us and with our hearts. You know, we talked even about, you know, science and, and, and evolution and, and climate change and some of these things that are in science. And really what it boils down to oftentimes is overlooking obvious scientific truth, fact, laws, principles, because there is a feeling inside of the scientist that there cannot be a God. There cannot be a God that actually has a standard of moral living for the scientist themselves. And so instantly there is this filter that it must go through for the scientist to feel better about himself. And the starting platform is, well, there cannot be a God, or I hope there's not a God, because I want to live my life the way I want to live it. At the end of the day, we are composed of individuals making individual choices. Let's be clear. And when we think, especially with a Western mindset, I believe that we think very linear. And I'm not so sure that's how the kingdom of heaven operates. Let me explain. See, we often think um, of point A to point B to point C to point D. That's the way our brain tends to work, especially in a Western philosophy or, or mindset. And, and because of that, we tend to gradiate things. We tend to put things in categories. We tend to number things and order things in a straight line. And I call it sort of an on a curve mentality because, uh, you know, most people who have been raised in this Western society and in Western education, we are all very familiar with getting graded on a curve. And the painful part or the beautiful part, depending on where you are in the curve, about a curve is that it's not even so much how much you learn or how much that you know, as long as you know more than the person next to you. And as long as you are higher down that linear scale than the person next, as long as you are better than most, then you have won or you have succeeded. See, we are guilty of this. We are guilty of the way of thinking about this. So we talk about the goats, you know, the greatest of all times. And we we try to say, who is that in, in football, in science, in, in, in academics, in, uh, in chess? It doesn't matter what the category is. Who's the goat? Who's the best? Who's the top 10? And why do we rank them that way? So many TV shows, especially in the realm of sports, are, are ordered that way, where we have lists and rankings. But I believe, and the purpose of this podcast is to see the wolf in sheep's clothing. There's a sinister strategy connected to this linear way of thinking. And it's this is a pretty bold thing to say, but I believe it's actually an anti-Christ spirit on the earth. And it has to do with a spirit of compromise. See, I believe extremism pushes and changes the needle so that the most of us, the majority of us, we see it and we kind of say, well, we're not that bad. Relatively speaking, graded on a curve, those people are extreme. So therefore, I feel a little bit better about myself. But I want to be very clear that I believe that that is actually the strategy of the extremists is to draw us so far in one direction that we actually compromise and actually ignore the actual bubble or line that the Father created for us. And we miss it and we get dragged not completely to the extremists, but as long as we're better than them.
then we feel okay. Let me give you some examples. The first one that obviously that I've talked about many times is sort of this abortion extremism. And it seems to keep cropping up despite um, some of the pretty big pushback that's been coming around lately. And we hear about partial birth abortions or abortion, abortion at the birth canal, or even sometimes talking about the mother's right to kill the baby even after it's born. We hear these stories and we go, that's so extreme. That's extremism. And there are crazy people. And, and who would actually think that? And it's murderous at its heart. And many support this. And please hear me on this, not because they think it will pass or be ex- or accepted, but so that we see this as so abhorrent that we lose sight of the simple everyday abortion. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's the it's the it's the value, it's the art of extremism. See, it draws us into this and say, how can people think that? And then at the end of the day, we start to lose track of the fact that every day it's happening. The everyday simple abortion. See, it actually moves the needle. And and that's the part that we, as Christians, we are the ones who are the setter, the culture setters. That's where we need to have our focus. That's where we need to have our attention. We need to be ready and understanding that we don't get distracted. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be against partial birth abortion. That's not what I'm saying. But it's so extreme. It's so out there that we say, oh, partial birth abortion didn't get passed. And we, and we cheer. And then we relax. And we forget about what we're really fighting. And that's the value of every human life. So we need to stay focused and not let the art of extremism pull us away. Let me give you another example. And oh, by the way, there have been some major victories on the abortion front. And I encourage you to uh, pull up various states, uh, Texas and, and I believe it's Utah and some other states that have actually really moved the needle the other way. And uh, it's starting to get kind of exciting in regards to the culture of abortion. I talked about this before, like climate extremism. Now, this is completely unproven science. This isn't set in stone science. In fact, the vast majority of scientists actually are really very unsure whether there is climate change. And if there is, there's absolutely no linkage to prove that it's actually human intervention that has caused it. So let's just start from that standpoint. But they continue to push the narrative so that even those who don't believe that it might be true or real, they're intimidated to say otherwise. And we've seen the extremism, even in the light of the Ukrainian-Russian conflict. Here, John Kerry is talking about, oh, let's not keep, let's not, uh, you know, lose the eye of the prize, which is climate change, as people are being shelled and bombed and killed. Now, we shake our head at that, and many of us have, but if we hear it enough, we may think to compromise. And we say something like, well, it's not as bad as they say it is. But to actually make that statement is actually acknowledging that, quote unquote, it exists. (laughs) Do you hear what I'm saying? Well, it can't be as bad as they say it is. Well, the it, we don't even know if the it is an it. (laughs) 
And as soon as we have said, well, maybe it's not as bad as they say it is, guess what? The needle has moved. And the extreme posturing, the, the, the sky is falling, the ice caps are melting, uh, California is going to, go, going to fall into the ocean. All of these extremist comments and plans have actually moved us, has moved the needle beyond actually rational scientific thought. <laughs> And one I've also talked about as another example, I would call sexual extremism. Now hear me in this, because I think this is really important. I believe that as people support extreme sexuality, extreme homosexuality, they do that so that their compromise, their compromise is not so bad. See, this is human nature. This is the art of extremism. If we support sort of these, these extreme positions, then maybe me living with my girlfriend or a girl living with their boyfriend, maybe that's not so bad because that's what everybody does. Do you see the sinister movement there? And my friends, I, I, what concerns me is that the needle has moved not only in the hearts of people, but also in the church. There's compromise there. We've seen compromise this week in Disney. Now, you may listen to me and say, hey, Dr. Johnny, that's not super surprising. This is Disney. But they have gone extreme. And they've actually angered their own employees that don't even believe what the administration of Disney is saying or standing for. They're taking political stances and they've outlawed now saying boys and girls. We shake our head and we say, well, that's extreme. But the point is, is because that is so extreme and that is so out there, then the hearts of those who are compromised don't feel so bad because we are grading on a curve. Do you hear what I'm saying? Disney might not be all that surprising, but what about the Hallmark Channel? <laughs> Oof. My wife said she started a movie this week that featured a gay couple. And that is extreme, especially for the Hallmark Channel. But also a woman dating another man while she was still married. My friends, this is moving the needle. This is, this is Hallmark Channel actually responding to society and saying, let's try to move the needle somewhat so that we can be more inclusive. But what's happened is they've actually moved outside of a bubble that 97% of Americans are uncomfortable with. And my prediction is for Disney and for Hallmark, I'm making a prediction, I'm marking it in, <laughs> the first week in April that they're going to pay a financial price for that. And then they're going to start to backpedal. Watch it happen. It's happened many times before because it really comes down to money over conviction. So this leads to compromise. Now we all know that sometimes compromise is good. Any of us who are married know that compromise is important there's compromising in certain situations and, and certain things that we negotiate with people. But compromise in the bad sense is not applicable 
in the realm of holiness. See, I believe with my whole heart that there is a bubble, there's a boundary, there is a standard set by God. And my friends, I don't believe that that standard can ever be movable by man. It's laughable to think that we could. It's a realm of holiness. And that doesn't change or have room for compromise. Holiness, my friends, is not graded on a curve. I am holy because I am more holy than you. (laughs) That's sometimes how we think. That's how we measure morality in this world sometimes. And that is the art of extremism. That's what it does. It, 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 It changes the conversation and shifts it so that we feel a little bit better about ourselves because those extreme people over there, they are very unholy. And we say, oh, compared to them, I live in holiness. Now I'm preaching to myself here. All of us have sinned and fallen short. That is true. And it's only through the blood of Jesus are we created holy, but he's also created a standard and a bubble for us, not to frustrate us or to confound us. He set it for us for our protection and for our safety and for our freedom. Romans 12, 12 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let love be without hypocrisy, abhor what is evil, and cling to what is good. My friends, this is a big statement. He's saying our lives are the proof of his holiness. Let me say that again. Our lives are the proof of his holiness that you may prove. So once again, I believe we need to see the wolf in the sheep's clothing here. It's a sinister strategy. It's an antichrist spirit on the earth. It's a spirit of compromise and we can't miss it. And I want to expose it. I believe that we need to have our eyes opened and realize that there is an art of extremism. It's smoke and it's mirrors, but it's effective if our eyes are not open. See, we need to call extreme evil evil. (laughs) And we need to call regular evil evil. And we need to call small evil evil. (laughs) See, there's a line and it's not a movable line. Because all of those evils live outside of the bubble of holiness. The Bible makes it clear that God does not condone compromising his commands. Deuteronomy 5.32, be careful to do what the Lord God, your God, has commanded you. Do not turn aside to the right or to the left. That sounds like a political statement, doesn't it? (laughs) Psalm 119, verse 3. Joyful are those who do not compromise with evil, and they walk only in his paths. Joyful are those who do not compromise with evil, and they walk only in his paths. Psalm 119, 3. See, God is holy, and his ways are right and higher than our ways. 
Concerning matters that God has clearly addressed, we do not negotiate, bargain, or compromise. I read this paragraph and I I copied it down. What makes compromise so dangerous is the subtle way it approaches us. Compromise, by definition, doesn't involve a wholesale capitulation to worldly ways or ideals. Rather, it accommodates them. Most of us would recoil at the thought of tossing Jesus aside and embracing an idol, but compromise never asks us to do that. Compromise says that we can have the idol and keep Jesus too. There's room on the shelf for one more object of worship, right? And that's the harm. And and what's the harm since we still have Jesus? My friends, that is the sinister art of extremism right there. We need to be aware. We need to be vigilant in our own lives as we engage the world. That we don't conform to the world, but we become transformed. That we transform those around us because of the holiness in which we live. Now, this podcast is all about honor. It's about listening to each other. It's not about saying, this is what I believe in. You have to believe it the same way. It's not, but it is not, this podcast is not about compromising the boundaries of God, but rather recognizing them, knowing and learning why they are there. I believe that's key. It's key as, as for us who are in ministry or who are teachers, who, who have a microphone, that we're able to give the why, knowing and learning why the boundaries are there, teaching why they are there, understanding and promoting that his ways are higher than our ways, and then living a life that proves what is good and acceptable. It's called a standard, and it's a high standard. But my friends, I believe that you're up for it. I believe that I'm up for it. I'm, it's a call for purity. It's a call to holiness. It's a call to the transformation that is in us through the blood of Jesus. As we enter into April, our minds turns towards Easter, and it's all about the blood that was shed for us, the, what was purchased for us on the cross, and what was purchased for us is holiness. Only through his blood is that possible, not by my own strength, no way, no how, but because of the transformational power of his blood in my life. So that my life may prove his holiness. It's a big statement, but I believe his people are up for it. We have to be up for it. We have to have our eyes open to the sinister plan of the enemy and prove to the world what holiness looks like. Can we do it? I believe that we can. Let me know what you think. Go to pushbackculture.org and leave me a note or message. I appreciate always your encouragement and your words. If you agree with me or even if you don't agree with me. Because it's about conversation and about love. And I do love you. So thank you for listening to me again this week. And until next week, let's go together now to set and shape the culture.